This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. Get ready for those campfire stories. <laughs> <laughs> this whole episode is just uh, going to be campfire stories. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> a new party sets out from Trudeau. I'll, I'll go on record as saying I don't even know what uh, Nestor's designs are in this world. Joe, you have a great opportunity here. This is a new character. Yeah. Start a new trend with your role. Uh, right I know, now, I know, right? Let's start it right now. Could... And treks through a beautiful forest. Really picture this, you know, the covering of leaves on the ground, the sunlight coming through these these bright golden leaves is just casting this glow over the area. It's, it's very beautiful. But when danger strikes, and then chain reaction. Who will take the lead? I think it's a smart move, actually. As a matter of fact, I was about to suggest it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, this way. A new adventure begins. That's yeah. why you bring along a criminal. Right now. I don't know about you, but I am really looking forward to ignoring my ever-growing mountain of responsibilities for one hour this week to just kick back and enjoy a whole new adventure with the Glass Cannon crew. What's going on, guys? This is Joe O'Brien, back again to thank you for tuning in for the latest installment of the Glass Cannon podcast. If you haven't noticed, there have been a lot of changes recently in the show, and I have to say that you guys in particular have been amazing at working with us through this whole transition. I was thinking about how Baron and Della's reactions to Lork's departure last week kind of mirrored the fans' reactions that we saw in the few days after the episode released on Facebook and on Twitter. Troy even put that poll up that he promised, and people were pissed, coward, they shouted and spit on the ground and threw rotten tomatoes at me. Though there were, I think, a majority of people that said that Lork had his reasons. But I, I really appreciate the responses that said, you know, it's not so black and white. Someone can have good reasons for doing something and it can still be cowardly. I thought that that was interesting. But I wanted to bring it up in the context of how Grant and Matthew reacted last week through their characters, because I just want to stress something that might not exactly come across in the way we play the game, though I hope it does. Yes, we played a little differently than most games since we're recording a one-hour show, but for the most part, the game is just like any other. We're just as surprised as you guys when crazy stuff happens. I look forward to getting together with these guys and playing for the same reason that you probably look forward to downloading the show, because I'm equally as eager to see what happens next. I am not lying at all when I say that I have no idea what Skid is cooking up right now with this Nestor Coin character. I'm honestly nervous. Why was he really in Trunau at the Killing Grounds that night? Did he just happen to be passing through town looking for a drink and a game? Did he really lose his composure and murder someone over some loaded dice? From what I've seen so far, I suspect not. Nestor does not strike me as the kind of guy that acts without thinking. I'm guessing he's a cold, calculating assassin and that he's got a plan in the works. But I don't know what it is. The limits of my knowledge are what happens this week. And I can tell you it's worth the price of admission. A new adventure begins, and it's got a little bit of everything. Travel, role play, saving throws, everything our nerdy hearts crave. Well, friends, my rhetoric professor always said that the key to closing an intro really strong is to quote pop artist Billy Joel. His song, I've Loved These Days, is about loving all the good times you've had in the past, but realizing that they are just that, in the past, and it's time to move on into a new future. I mean, really, what it's all about is cocaine and how if you don't stop using it on a daily basis, it'll kill you. But we get this line out of it, which I think is appropriate. So now, before we end and then begin, we'll drink a toast to how it's been. A toast to Galabras and Lork. May we see you both again. And to Gormley and Benverine. I've loved these days, but they are in the past. It's time to look forward. 
Today, Sheriff Barron and his little deputy lead a new party into the Mindspin Mountains. What does the future hold? Here's episode 73. I'm looking at my initiative tracker here. And I don't even know what game we're playing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Willamette, welcome to the new glass cannon. Della, Nestor, Baron, Umlo, and Ingrahild. Who are these people? Baron, I recognize. Hello. How are you? I'm doing Listen, well. Della, we're pretty familiar with at this point. She just changed her hair. You don't recognize her? Oh, that's why. Oh, it's Della. <laughs> I didn't recognize you with the blue hair. Uh, Umlo, Ingrahild, sure, they've... Uh, They've, uh, well, Umlo's very new to this. We haven't even seen Umlo... Uh, we haven't seen him in combat. Swing, you know, he... You know, I mean, he, in, with us. Really. In the uh, dire bear pits, he was swinging with a mithril skillet. Really? Wow. Seriously? Because he's a wow. cook, and so they just <laughs> left him with a mithril skillet. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, that's sporting. <laughs> Do you think Wait, they, they melted down his mithril shirt to give him a skillet and say, Cook, dwarf, now fight with it. Make Wait. his eggs, and then go, fight those bears. Nestor and Willamette have now joined the party. So, you know, we ended last time and you guys set off from True Now and the whole uh, council was there to say goodbye. Um, they gave Baron and Umlo and Ingrahild and Nestor uh, some of Tom's shittiest horses. Um, <laughs> and uh, Della, of course, is on her old war horse, uh, combat trained and lucky. Reginald, the girl, the female horse, the mayor, if you will. And of course, Willamette. <laughs> the mayor of Blumenau. <laughs> and of course, Willamette on his trusty steed, Lexington. Lexington. Lexington the wolf. <laughs> it's not a dire wolf, right? It's just a wolf. Uh, he considers it to be a dire wolf, but it is just a regular wolf. He tells people it's a dire wolf. And they just look at it. And they look at it and they're like, that, that's just a regular wolf. <laughs> I think that's a husky, actually. <laughs> it's an Akita. Um, Ooh, Japanese breed. So you guys, uh, you met with, with Tom and you met with Agrit. Um, and she told you about, uh, you know, they looked at the map and said, you need to get to this place called Stag's Pike. And normally from there... You would go off to the northeast or whatever, and uh, there'd be mines, old abandoned mines that would eventually take you to Janderhof. But the map is pointing in a different direction. So she said, go to Stag's Pike, and from there you should be able to assess assess the situation. Um, and Stag's Pike is roughly 90 miles? Roughly 90 miles away, as the crow flies. Um, <laughs> and now that, you're, now that you're mounted... Uh, it's probably going to take you five to six days. Wow. Um, Get ready for those campfire stories. <laughs> <laughs> this whole episode is just uh, going to be campfire stories. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm going uh, to go get a beer and come back. <laughs> um, so, you guys set off. And it is a, at least to start, a pretty uneventful journey. The weather's nice and it's not like the sadness over what's happened with Galabras and obviously Gormley has gone away, but the people that knew that, the, there's more party members that don't know who uh, Galabras and Gormley are than party members that knew them. Do you know what I mean? So right. it's kind of like the Baron and Della uh, are are grieving in, in their own way, but they've got these new people they've got to get to know this is their party these are the people they're stuck with so they're going to have to find a way to uh you know all assimilate together so what is happening tell me on this journey like who's reaching out to who who's talking to who and and, and what is the general feeling uh for these characters like hey you know, it's a great time to sign and just check in on mindset uh baron you've now become sort of the de facto uh leader in a way Yes, and I know so far that I can trust Ella, so uh, I've kind of let her know to keep an eye on our friend Nestor for me when I can't, because I think it's going to take two sets of eyes to keep him in line. Are you worried about Nestor? Are you worried not, that he's going to do anything he's not supposed to? I'm worried more in situations where we're in battle and someone might have information for us. Maybe he'll slit his throat. Maybe some sort of... But he seems to be motivated by cash. So I'm also worried that he'll get bored if the spoils of war aren't coming to him. So I'm concerned about getting to our next um, 
location where there might be loot that he could be have his 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 desire for filthy lucre sated, and uh, that's what I'm thinking of. And I'm 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 glad that we have Willamette, a, a holy paladin. But part of me thinks he's like so into appearances and like looking cool that he would maybe not see something evil happening from him. I, I don't know Willamette well enough yet. Don't know him well enough. Sure. And so I'm also trying very hard to. Get to know Umlo, who, uh, who I was, and um, <laughs> now... My other personality, Umlo. <laughs> and I, I'm like, I'm after Ingerhild got showered and cleaned up, I'm beginning to find her a little bit attractive, so I'm trying to... Yeah, you mentioned that before. You were like, by the way, yeah. she looks really good cleaned up. I'm, I'm beginning, you know, I've seen friends die all over the place, get replaced. I almost died. Um, I'm thinking, you know, thinking about the future. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, uncomfortable role play. <laughs> uh, Della. Now, uh, I think I don't want to speak for Baron here, but I feel like Della was hit the hardest by the by Galabras. I, th- I think that's definitely true. And then the double whammy of of Lork leaving. And then Lork leaving on top of that. What and a, what of Lork? What and I think that that maybe uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Led to your reticence at certainly Nestor, but even Willamette, a holy paladin. You, are you softening up to these guys at all? Because I would think Della would really, who's who's wide-eyed, bushy-tailed, so excited about everything that she's coming into, would really be into a guy like Willoughby. Well, after losing Galabras and Lork, I mean, is she so wide-eyed and bushy-tailed anymore? Yeah. But that said, I think she was. Resi- I think she's very resistant. But Willamette is just so damn likable. He is. <laughs> He's so damn charming. <laughs> he has a 16 charisma. <laughs> <laughs> so I think she, I think Della is definitely starting to come around on Willamette. She, like, I think she's starting to like, kind of like enjoy him as opposed to just kind of be tired by him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but Nestor, she does not like at all. Mm. No, not one not, bit. So not even like an interest in like, ooh, an assassin. I've nope. Heard, I've read about these in fairy tales. No, well, I mean, we don't, we haven't tapped that far into Della's past, okay. but. Might be one of those things of like when you like, you see the mirror of yourself and or your past self. And, ah, Della sees evil, and she's like, oh, "No, like he is not trustworthy. He, you know, n- not one little ounce." Hmm. Now, Nestor, you got your freedom. Were mm. you at all worried like uh, they're really going to kill me? And 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 then now you've been thrown into this party. Like, what is going on in Nestor's head that you're willing to share with us? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of what's <laughs> motivating Nestor what he's thinking is gonna be secret for now Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah I mean he's definitely glad to have avoided the hangman's noose and um I think he's uh looking forward to you know the opportunity to kill new and exciting people (laughs) with the assistance of a group of who may or may not know what they're doing uh and I think he's kind of uh he he knows that Della in particular does not trust him, does not like him at all, and he he loves that. He he is so he is so into that, and he's like and he's like he really wants to. He finds that fascinating, and he really wants to win her over. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I I I'll I'll go on record as saying I don't even know what uh, Nestor's designs are in this world, uh, so I'll be interested <laughs> to see how it all plays out. But somehow I see him dying at one of your hands. <laughs> really? I doubt it. Roll for initiative? <laughs> now? I, 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 that's what I see happening. Uh, but what do I know? I'm, ju- uh, I'm just glad you've basically banned poison from this game, because I feel like Nestor could poison us all in our sleep. <laughs> He'd be like the anti-Galabras who is cleansing all of our food. I only ban it because I forget it. Uh, <laughs> oh, right, right, right. That one time. Sir, Sir Willamette. Um, <laughs> You've been, ba- Will? you've been bouncing around from uh, group to group to group, and now you've been... Uh, discharged again into another group. What is happening with the charismatic Sir Willoughby? <laughs> well, I think that he uh, he keeps getting transferred, and he believes that it's because uh, his services are desperately needed elsewhere. Um, and it isn't necessarily because he's uh, terrible, I mean, in, in combat or whatever, even though he's a little person. <laughs> but I just, I think that he is, I'm excited to see what he does. I don't really know how it's going to work out. Um, from a mechanic standpoint, the build, like I don't really know because I was really building it around this idea of this this character, this halfling knight. And uh, maybe he's not very effective in combat and that's why he gets pushed around uh, or transferred. But I think it's more so that he is, he's noble 
Uh, and he, uh, even though he's not technically nobleborn, he does have that pedigree in the sense of like his father's a very powerful man and his brothers are very powerful. And so people don't want to be kind of responsible for his death. And so he gets kind of like pushed out of the front lines a lot. And he ends up uh, just getting put to more and more like safer places in a way. So he has seen combat, but he hasn't seen like the most dangerous, you know, of combats. And I don't think Jagrin really knows this or cares because he <laughs> finally got to kind of a frontier settlement where they don't have a lot of political ties with the the arist- aristocracy of Mendev. You know what I mean? So they're just like, yeah, yeah, you know, go ahead and without thinking much of it. But for Willamette, he's just excited to be out with Baron and Della because everybody was talking about them at, uh, at Castle Farine with the Knights of Ozum. They were talking about you know the, how they took the fort and how and Della's amazing combat skills and she's from another plane and she moves like a shadow and and Baron has this magical gun you know that he uses in combat and uh, and you know they got into the fort and killed the giant that was holding it and everything so to him he's like gleeful uh and the way that i kind of balance that is like on one hand he's a paladin and he has this like duty but on the other hand he is a halfling and he can never really get that fun loving nature out of himself you know Mm -hmm. that want to be a little chaotic and to be a little like outside the the lines a little bit and so uh, I think that he's just really excited and totally positive about the whole thing, even when it comes to fighting giants. I mean, I think that he's like, a giant will be easier than anything else I've fought because I'm so much smaller than it. You know, I can run around and be, uh, he's eager to impress. Right. And he is very confident in his abilities. Now, is he desirous of the same time? I think he thinks he has uh, his, his uh, reputation precedes him, but is he desirous as well of like, is he excited at this opportunity of fighting alongside this crew to bolster his 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 fabled story? His fa- his own story? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, in a way. I mean, I think that he he definitely wants to become a hero. Like he wants to be known as a hero because he has heroes. He's in not one his, already in his family. You know, no, he's not one yet. He hasn't really done anything of great renown. But he also isn't a disappointment to anyone. He just he has. Uh, relatives that have been basically famous, you know, uh, in war, and he has not been yet, and he wants to be. And his adopted family, his adoptive, adoptive family, his adoptive family. Yes, is his family made up of halflings? Uh, no, his no. adoptive family is—they're human, uh, human nobles. Yeah, interesting. So it's basically the story of Tyrion, but with a very interesting curveball in there. But without um, a terrible, terrible father. Right, his father <laughs> doesn't hate him. Right. Right, he does. He does. He doesn't. He's not as complicated uh, as Tyrion. I don't think he's, uh, frankly, as interesting because <laughs> I made him. But, <laughs> well, you uh, made him. But you know, who who knows? You know, I think he could get much more interesting, and that's what I want to try to explore. Just make him interesting and likable enough, so when I eventually kill him, it'll mean something. Okay, that's what I'm going to try to. That's do. the goal. That's all we can ask. <laughs> can you give me more than one episode? <laughs> well, that's up to you. <laughs> that's up to you and your dice. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> well, better start rolling up that next character. All right. All right. So you know that, that I, I wanted to get your general sentiment going into this because you you've got uh, you know the the lesser part of a week to to really get to know know each other and uh, it's 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 all campfire. It's like riding ten hours a day and then camping, and it's that camping time that you really get to know each other you know what I mean and uh, yeah and I think that Willamette is talking is very interested in Della especially because she's beautiful and young and uh, is from another plane so he's very interested in like where she came from because he fought outsiders in Mendev you know he fought demons and he's very interested to find out what's the difference between the two, you know, the shadow plane and the and the abyss, and how do they cross over? Have she ever has she ever been to the abyss? Has she ever planes walked or whatever? And uh, you know, what, I don't know what she's willing to tell him, but that's kind of the conversation he would be having. Um, I think she, you're still new, and even though she likes you, I think she'll kind of make reference to the fact that she has been to other planes and has seen other and demi planes and all kinds of things. But she, I don't think she's going to get too specific with you yet. Mm-hmm. Just be like, yes. <laughs> tell me again about okay. the, tell me again about the time you uh, you saved your whole battalion. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll be talking to Nestor on the side. <laughs> Tough nut to crack that Della, eh? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> um, so six days into your journey. Oh wow! Okay. Uneventful. 
totally uneventful. Um, no mud elementals? No mud elementals. Okay, <laughs> um, no settlements to speak of. You'll see uh, from time to time farmers. Um, there'll be like one lone house and a farm and like one little farmer. They're not very friendly. They don't see outsiders and they're probably wary of them. And what's the terrain like? Is it is it hills? Uh, it's hilly. It's hilly, ma- hilly um, but not mountains. No, no, you're not in the mountains yet. You can feel the elevation going up if you're any of you are sensitive to that. Uh, but for the most part, it's uh, it's pretty flatlands, uh, forests. Um, and is it like warm and nice during the day, chilly at night? Is it, it cold all the time? It's I think it's fall, so it's 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 kind of that fall weather, a little bit colder at night and damp. Mm-hmm. Um, so six days into your journey, you reach Stag's Pike. Wow. Okay. You see into the distance. You see a, you know, big spire of uh, stone, um, just as Agrit uh, described to you. And you can see there, uh, off in the distance, there is a rather narrow footpath leading uh, off into the mountains, as she also described. Most likely it leads to the former mining settlements of uh, the Janderhof dwarves. But when looking back at your map, you see that the tomb is going in another direction, and it's just woods there. Huh. Hmm. Okay. No path. No path. <laughs> we'll have to find the path. You know what? Bottle cap. Uh, <laughs> oh, right. wow. wow. Yeah, I don't know. That really struck me as funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's early in the day. <laughs> See, that's bo- like <laughs> that's like in. Uh, in, uh, what is it, that Bond movie, A View to a Kill, and Christopher Walken plays the bad guy, and one of them's like, what a beautiful view to a kill. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love, I, we were just watching What About Bob last night, and that is a famous example of uh, shoehorning the title of the movie into the dialogue. <laughs> what about Bob? What about Bob? There's a uh, great can, UCB sketch about having the titular line in, in Star Wars. Oh, yeah. That's right. I'm so tired, tired of, of these Star, Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the titular line. I had both the title and the titular line in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to, uh, Nestor wants to walk up to, get as close to the Cantilier spire, and I want to examine it to see if it's natural man-made any sort of evidence in that sure uh roll a perception check all right 13 13 uh yeah it, it's completely completely um natural stone spire um weathered by the rain made it into this beautiful shape uh della does not detect any magical presence uh, in it whatsoever um and looking at the map, if anything, it was probably put here by the dwarves to sort of delineate boundaries because you're coming. Uh, this is sort of a crossroads between the holds of Belkson and Varesia at a certain point. So, so it is artificial. Um, no, they probably just shaped it from a stone that was already there. Would that be artificial? Yeah, <laughs> they didn't like yeah. bring it over from Sandpoint planted there. No, but they like carved a palm it. tree in LA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a huge waste of time that would be. <laughs> Aliens did not descend to build it. Well, like see that pyramids. That's probably what Barry would think. Yes. <laughs> Barry was here that he would sing a song. Oh, but, uh, remember yeah. Barry? Oh, Barry. <laughs> does it have any dwarven runes on it? It does not. Um, but yeah, you you see the footpath leading clearly in the wrong direction and just woods in front of you. And you can, it's not like so thick that you can't fit in there, but if you were to go in there... Can the mounts go in there? Sure. Okay. Yeah. It's just going to be a little slower. But you just don't see a set road. Right. Yeah. A little slower going. Mm. Uh, Well, uh, it seems you've come to a bit of a crossroads here. And uh, all for one, I'm not that great at orienteering, uh, navigating my way through the wilderness. So I don't know if any of you are. I've not been trained in the arts of survival. I don't know how to track things very well. I'm usually paired with a ranger of some kind. Yeah, uh, if I, only we had one. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I can try my hand at uh, looking for a path. Pathfinding, if you will. Ooh, 23. 22, sorry. 22, okay. It's kind of looking into the woods and seeing 
you can see the at least an area that looks the most trodden. To call it a path would be a compliment, but you see a way that you could go. Okay. That it seems other people have passed. It seems before. other people have passed. It's very like it snakes through the wood. Um, so I'm thinking of Hansel and Gretel, and in no way do I want to drive anyone's character. But I turn to Della and I ask her if she can leave uh, marks on the ground for us. Uh, so we could find our way, like a breadcrumb trail, basically, in case we get lost. And mark the mark the trees with a little chalk. Yeah. We could just do it ourselves, yeah. We could just do it mundanely, actually. So let's let's leave little markings as we go. <laughs> you leave breadcrumbs in Lexington to see. <laughs> <laughs> Lexington, put down that crumb. Lexington, I thought you only ate potatoes. <laughs> I think it was peanut butter. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> he has to keep calling him over and offering peanut butter to get him to stop eating the breadcrumbs. So let let's leave uh, some sort of trail, some sort of marking in case we get lost. Yeah, I like it. Cool. Let's like mark the trees as we yeah, go by. Yeah. Uh, I would like to. Um, uh, trot Lexington up to kind of the very edge of the forest there before we, we step on this path and just kind of detect evil. Uh, and I can see about 60 feet in. You feel a very this. strong presence of evil directly behind you. Yeah, yeah, that's, why, that's why I walked in front, in front of the party. It's really <laughs> beaming off of that. Uh, you turn around and Nestor's just standing there smiling. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I turn around like, Nestor, could you turn it down a bit? I'm trying oh, to get right. a reading here. Sorry, I'll, uh, I'll think of kittens. <laughs> I didn't realize how hard Detect Evil is going to be from now on. Yeah, seriously. You're like 11. <laughs> yeah. You do not detect any evil in front of you in the woods. Okay, so there's no aura of evil no just hanging around. Evil, okay. Yeah. I can I can walk in the lead as well. I have a good stealth score. I can try to stealth, but not range 200 yards ahead like Lork once did. <laughs> uh, okay, so... All right, so you guys head in. Yep. We head in. Um, and y- you can see that, you know, with Varen's... Uh, good survival uh, role there. There is a, a, a really overgrown trail, and eventually you see little, small, weather-worn stone markers placed like, every hundred feet or so. Like Karen stones. I don't know what that is. Uh, exactly yeah, they're like the, the, yeah, they're the little stones that are piled up. It's somebody put them there, but you don't know who, and they're kind of scattered throughout oh, as you go. Karen stones. Karen. Karen. Excuse oh. me. As opposed to he went to Jared. Yes. Right. He w- she went to Karen. Or the well-known actress Karen Stone. Ah, yes. <laughs> you see Karen Stone sitting along the side of the roadway. Hello. Looking for an Argum Steel Hands too? It's that way. <laughs> I'm uh, looking for work. <laughs> but, but harder and harder for an aging actress in Hollywood, you know. So you uh, follow these stone markers along and eventually and it's not a straight path you're, you're, you know, you're, you're winding through here and eventually you get to a high and lonely plateau overlooking the source of a river ah, Amansul and it's very beautiful and the leaves have all begun changing color and you kind of look down on the forest below you and every color of the rainbow is there uh, it's rather beautiful and the, the music seems rather ominous. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that's because wow. I don't believe Troy. <laughs> Joe, that's not. You're supposed to play what I'm saying, <laughs> play what you're anticipating. And then a giant dragon comes out of the sky. Jump on my back. Uh, Willamette is. Uh, he he does. Um, pay tithings to Shailen. So he's super into beautiful like scenery like this. He like is way into it. So if there was. You know, any time along the way that they were stopping, he would like, you know, try to write poetry about it and be awful at it. Take a photo on his iPhone. <laughs> yes. I must Instagram this. <laughs> Later, Graham. <laughs> uh, upon reaching the plateau, uh, the trail uh, heads into a secluded wood of pale silvery aspens with golden leaves ah. uh, swaying slowly in the brisk and chilly mountain breeze. Wow. And that's where the trail goes. Um, if we can still follow it, I say we follow it. Um, do you want another survival check or anything? No, like that? no okay. you're pretty clearly following a trail. Um, so you have this, this moment of stillness looking over this beautiful scenery and then you descend from the plateau down this trail into this 
wood. Um, those aspen leaves are just gently rustling, glistening, uh, glittering like the pale golden embers of a forge fire for you flavor text <laughs> lovers out there. Um, and the wood is very peaceful and quiet. I would think Della would find this very tranquil and beautiful. Why? Because she's a woman? Yes. <laughs> you fucking chauvinist. <laughs> no, because she's she spent her time halfway in a tree for years. Got Gee, a lot of memories is, about that tree. This is something. This, this would be like PTSD for you, being around all these trees. Beautiful. Um, and you are in this, like, glade. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, and there still seems to be these stones, or the stones have stopped? Yeah, the stones continue. Okay. Can I look for tracks? At some point. Track, sure, go ahead. Mm, 15. No, animal tracks, sure. Okay. Uh, nothing that looks out of the ordinary. Um, can, you guys just keep... Can we look uh, like up in the air around us? Are there, is there anything large or shit? You know? Sure, you, you look up and you see the boughs of the trees, golden leaves, the sunlight coming through. I mean, really picture this, you know, the covering of leaves on the ground, the sunlight coming through these... These bright golden leaves is just casting this glow over the area. It's it's very beautiful, and I mean Joe's sirenscape work here. This is exactly what you hear. It's <laughs> like I know exactly because growing up in Colorado, as I did, that's what we do around this time of year is go up in the mountains and see the aspens turning. And it was I I know exactly what you're talking about. And look for the tomb of famed giant killers. Well, on the weekends. <laughs> that's what we uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's exactly what this is. Yeah. And so it's very beautiful. I mean, to me, fall is my favorite, so I, I, I want to be transported to this scene. Okay. Do you guys just keep continuing? Uh, I'm going to just do a perception check, just sure. looking around. Um, uh, 19. That's just everything. everything. Nothing out of the ordinary. Yeah. And then I'm going to have Lexington do a little... Uh, Scent, a survival check with scent, just to, to see if there's anything fishy smelling on the path or anything. If he notices anything. Uh, 18. No, no, you can tell he smells, you know, animals. Um, nothing out of the ordinary. Nothing out of the ordinary. Okay. You guys continue walking? Mm-hmm. Yes. What's the, who, where's everybody standing? Are you standing in a straight line? Are you guys sort of riding side by side? I sort of imagined us in a straight line with Baron in front and Willamette right behind him. That's sort of what I imagined. Looks for me. Baron, Willamette. And, and all mounted, right? Nestor, yeah. Della. Della's behind Nestor, so she keep yep. keep an eye on him. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and her. Ingrahild. So uh, I have Baron, Willamette, Nestor, Della, Ingrahild, and Umlo. Kind of straight lining it. Got it. Okay. Um, and we're all mounted, correct? Yeah. Right. Okay. All right, so you guys continue through. And all of a sudden, um, Baron's, Baron's horse triggers something. And Bear trap? you see a rustling of the leaves. And all of a sudden, and then chain reaction on all of you. Roll for initiative. Oh, no. Oh, man. Yay! We did. We did it. All right. Uh, all right. What did everybody get? Anybody over twenty? Nope. Just waiting for the people who are over twenty. Uh, Baron, what'd you get? Sixteen. Sixteen. Anybody higher than sixteen? Eighteen for Della. Eighteen. For What's your bonus? Della. Just uh, okay, Nestor. Ten. Uh, ten for me as well. I have no bonus. Okay. All right. This is all happening in succession. In the uh, a slate shard comes. A slate shard comes flying. Oof, what is that? At uh, uh, you know what? It's actually because you're all mounted. There's a fifty percent chance this is either going to hit you or your horse if it hits. So uh, I am going to roll a percentile die for every single one of you Oof. to see who it hits. Um, first one, 99. Hits Baron. Well, you tell me. 23 to hit. That is a hit. All right. Let's see who else gets hit before I go into the specifics. Willamette. Willamette or Lexington? Willamette. 96. Uh, uh, okay. I am going to immediately uh, drop uh, to 
Lexington side. So like slide down to the side in order to try to get cover from the attack. Okay. So you just roll to hit, and I roll an opposed ride check. Okay. Uh, okay. 25 to hit. 25. Fail. So it hits. So one shard goes into Baron. One shard goes into Willamette. Oof. Uh, Nestor hits Nestor's horse. Uh, 23, uh, 24 hits Nestor's horse. And then Della, 60 on the dot. Uh, Della is going to do the same thing and do the ride check for cover. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Fail. Yeah, I rolled like a 34. <laughs> wow. Uh, Ingrahild's horse gets hit. And Umlo's horse gets hit, of course. Oh, <laughs> uh, so Nestor comes off scot-free, but uh, his horse and Ingrahild and Umlo's horse gets hit. Okay. First things first. All three of you roll a fortitude save. Oh, shit. Fortitude save. Natural 20. 23 for Della. Willamette has a strong constitution. 19 for Nestor. Oh, Nestor's good. He didn't get hit. Uh, oh, right. Okay. Nine, unless it's against poison. It is poison. 11. <laughs> oh, bye. Really, really did it. Uh, Baron takes seven points of damage and more. Hold on. Uh, Willamette, I almost said Lork, takes five, uh, six points of damage. Della takes five points of damage. Willamette and Della save on the poison. Baron... Takes two points of dex damage and is oh, no. paralyzed. Oh, oh shit! Oh my! Oh my god! Dex damage. Dex damage. Ooh. Oh no. Oh wait, no, that's, oh, that's not. Bad. That's not as bad, right? I thought drain is worse. Drain is worse, but it's still it's. We one, have one, one heals naturally, like a point a day, and one. Yeah. You have to cast spells for. We it. do have potions of lesser restoration. For such an occasion. Yeah, I was going to say, we have no cleric. <laughs> Baron, two points of dex damage and is paralyzed on his horse. <laughs> so does that require a ride check? I was going to say, he's going to fall from the saddle. Well, this is that was just the surprise run. All right, so now this is what happens. Della, you're up. This what is all I, happening very quickly. So what do I see? You just see... Uh, a, they came out of the woods. This Whatever this was, this chain reaction of traps. From the side? From the... From uh, the trees. <laughs> But I don't. Uh, can I just roll a perception to see if I see sure, any sure. living enemy? Uh, Fifteen. You see no living creatures. Um, whatever just happened must have been tripped at, through walking and came <laughs> all through the trees. A very intricate trap setup. Hmm. Della's gonna hold. I mean, she doesn't see an enemy. It's like having like Chinese stars being thrown at you. Like, <laughs> uh, okay. They're not Chinese. Ninja stars. <laughs> Racist, chauvinist. <laughs> who, who is hosting our show? <laughs> uh, Baron. Roll a fortitude save. Fail. Ooh. Uh, take three points of dex damage. Oh my god. And the DC has now gone up. Uh, additional or it just... Yeah, additional. Oh my god. Oh Jesus. This is the situation. This is very, very bad. And st- and still I, nothing else. I didn't realize in looking at this so trap. It says I, I it, it says I can only take mental actions when paralyzed, but can I shit my pants? <laughs> you can. Okay, <laughs> I just wanted to make just, sure. I'll allow it. Just, you know what? I'll allow it. Can only take mental and peristaltic actions. <laughs> <laughs> Rules as interpreted. Uh, Ingrahild and Umlo jump off their horses and start tending to the horses because the horses have been poisoned as well. Oh. Uh, and the horses are you know, already old and decrepit. Nestor, you're up. This is just um, all happening really, really quickly. Okay, I'm going to dismount and ready my bow and make a perception check to see if I can see anyone threatening us. Uh, 28. 28, no, but you do know that those that that def, that stuff was coming from the trees, and it wasn't. It was it was definitely a trap. There was no like person throwing this. You're 100 percent sure of that. Whereas Della was like, you think it came from there? You know that this was a trap, a perimeter trap. Okay, Willamette. It's a trap. I yell. Uh, okay, I'm just gonna do a perception check to see if I see anything. 18. 
Nothing. Still nothing. Yeah, you know as much as Della knows. Um, Baron's got to be just like everything's slowing. Yeah, down and he's right in front brain. of me. Yeah. So um, I've probably fallen off the horse at this point. I have zero strength, zero dexterity. Uh, yes, you have. You have. Unless, I, I mean, my, I meant to do it on your actual throne, but yeah, you you are. My boot might be stuck. You know, this is all happening very quickly, so you're starting to fall off your horse. Okay. Um. Well, if, is that if that if Del sees that, she'll act right after you. Go. Okay. Well, if he's starting to fall off the horse, Willamette is going to ride up next to you know where he's about to fall, mm-hmm. and uh, he's going to do total defense for a round just to see if anything else is coming out, and then once he hits the ground, he'll tend to him. Okay. Uh, he's gonna like hold over Baron basically with his sword and look around and make sure nothing's gonna come at him since he's lost since he's paralyzed. These are the lessons of our battle with Malira, right? That's mm-hmm. the first time we forgot about total defense. It's Della's turn unless you want to jump in the initial. It's your turn. It's the top of the new round. Oh, it's my turn. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't see anything. I mean, right now the the major. What's going through your head as a player? What what's the problem right now on the scene? I mean, she doesn't see a threat. Right. She sees Baron, you know, slumping off his horse. She sees Willamette go up and go up and you know, help him. Umlo and Ingrid are like tending, tending their, their, horse, horses. And their horses. Are starting to knees buckling. So the only ones around to the only the one, only ones who are paying attention to any additional threat are me and Nestor. <laughs> of all, this is yeah. what brings people together. <laughs> Situations like this. Uh, she 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 Baron is paralyzed. Who does she ask? <laughs> She's gonna ready in action. If she sees a threat, she's gonna she's gonna uh, whip it good. <laughs> whip it good. Uh, all right, parent, roll another uh, fortitude save. Oh boy! Have a I don't have I don't have my regular dice today either. By the way, the the drain doesn't matter while I'm paralyzed. It'll matter after I'm unparalyzed because I have zero dex right now. So you wait. You're at zero dex. When you're paralyzed, you have zero strength, oh, zero dex. Right, right. There yeah, you go. That's a 27. Luckily, the cure for this one was one save. So you are no longer uh, <sighs> suffering the effects, but you're still down five decks. Oh, jeez. Oh, he does. Ooh. He will. I just looked up. You will heal one per day. Plus, we have spells. We have potions of lesser restoration. So mm-hmm. that's what damage is. Damage, you heal one per day. Yeah. Drain, magical healing. I'd love one of those potions. We'll, we'll, we'll look that up a little more. Uh, so you look down at your arm baron where this shard hit you and it's just got like amber ambergris on it like ambergris like uh not ambergris but a whale's vomit like a gangrene honey sort of like a nectar sap yeah just seeping out of your wound and you feel but it's not it's fine a gunslinger doesn't need dex (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure i'm so funny (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah, that just happened, and once uh, Baron triggered that first trap chain reaction, um, and the only difference between damage and drain is how it restores itself. I always this is something I think I, so. I, I, I think forget. drain will not it, drain does not heal. You can have temporary naturally, drain, and if you don't fix it within twenty four hours, it becomes permanent. I yeah. think it's something along those lines. Yeah, like drain can only be cured with restoration. Yes. Yeah. So I go to pick myself up off the ground, and I, I stumble again. Like, I, I'm not as, as, as quick on my feet. Right, the, and, the, and the paralysis is slowly coming back, but you're not like, oh, I'm, I'm 100% now. Like, it's got a dart in your neck. <laughs> uh, okay, so that is what you see. And Nestor knows from his perception this is like they set up some sort of trap, they, whoever they is, around the perimeter of something. Of something. Yeah. Oh, dear. We seem to have stumbled across the perimeter of something. I don't see anyone around. Do you, love? Are you talking to me? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Don't mean to get too familiar yet. <laughs> it's only been a week. It's only been a week, after all. I see nothing. Right, well. Sir Willamette, what do you see? My lady, my eyes do not serve me well. I do not see any threat in, in, in front of us here. I, I say we move along. The longer we stand here, the more we are at risk. I'm, oh, I agree with that. Can I do a quick perception since I've been unparalleled? Sure, sure. Uh, that is a 28. So what, do, what are you looking for specifically? I was looking for uh, the origin of these traps, where they lead to, um, and again, if, 
anything that was unseen by my compatriots wasn't seen, but specifically that. Sure, so they've already looked and seen no immediate threat. You want to look at the source of this, and you think, I'm up on a horse, there's nothing I did. So you look down to where the horse's, mm-hmm. your horse's hoof is, right. and there's a trip wire okay. there. And if you sort of lift it up right. and run it, it goes up into the trees, and is you can see in your dwarven uh, mastery of how things work, uh, engineering that there's an intricate trap that was all uh, triggered so that if one triggers, it all triggers. And did we get all of them? I look like along the general line. Did all of them trigger or are there more that could possibly go? It looks like, well, I, I should be clear, at when when these things all started shooting, a bunch flew by you and missed. Yeah. So you would think that it probably needs to be reset manually for all of these to work. But you should... Should be like, all right, we're probably fine in fifteen feet as well. You want uh, to be careful. This is Nestor's area of expertise, so um, he wants to take a really close look at this. Guy's like, oh yeah, I'll see how that works. That's quite brilliant. And then I want to fuck it up. I want to like disable the device it. to sabotage it completely. Okay, uh, and that's something you could just do. I mean, you have knowledge of that. You have uh, yeah. I mean, the I could take I could yeah. take a twenty and just try to go up in the tree and really fire. So whoever made this is going to have a real pain in the ass time. Yeah, yeah. Fixing it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, and then Willamette is going to tend like to uh, Baron. So he's going to, uh, you know, say, Baron, come here. You know, and, and ask him his symptoms. What's that feeling? I, I uh, stick my tongue. <laughs> it wasn't no shit. <laughs> is Lark back? Baron, come here. He's been following us this whole time. I Hi, knew guys. he didn't leave. I couldn't leave you. I stick, <laughs> I stick my... He comes t- swinging out of a tree. <laughs> shirtless. <laughs> I stick my tongue out for the doctor. Uh, yeah, so he has some experience uh, treating field wounds and stuff like that. He, he has a heal skill and has, uh, and obviously, some magical healing abilities. So he's going to look Baron over. Uh, and he tells him, um, he's like, I can take care of you, Baron. I just need some time to pray and focus my divine energies on healing your damaged dexterity. Uh, <laughs> uh, tomorrow, I will be able to help you. I, uh, I appreciate that. And I, I know that Yomadai is a friend of Torek. Yes, yes, she is. Now, I suggest that you don't get yourself into too much trouble today. Let's take it slow and be careful. As your AC is lowered. <laughs> you think I should pop one of these potions ahead of time? You think you... I, I feel pretty shitty. You do whatever you like. I did not know you had potions, so by all means. I'll pop one and do a 1d4. All right. So, this is a potion of restoration. You roll 1d4 to try and heal... Of the five, of damage. The five damage. Let's see how much, much you get. Four. Oh, four. Oh, all right. Wow. It seems my services will not be required. And you'll heal the next one. Right, overnight. Overnight. All right, so now you're only down one dex and one potion. I just couldn't I couldn't go through a day. That's no. a good use of that potion. That's though. a yeah, 100%. Potion. Della turns to Nestor and says, seen how they work now, coin. Why don't you take the lead? Oh. Are you sure you trust me? No. <laughs> oh, I see. That's why you want me in front. She shrugs. Right, well, fine with me. <laughs> I'm good at that, you know. I'm good at looking at... Uh, I can spot traps pretty well, so... Yeah, I think it's a smart move, actually. As a matter of fact, I was about to suggest it myself. <laughs> <laughs> so Come Nest- on, this way. <laughs> Nestor rides up. Oh, by the way, did Nestor and Baron name their horses? Ingr- Ingrid named her as about to be a daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, are there yeah this one's going down. <laughs> my my horse is actually named Dustin Hoffman in honor of the horses that were killed on the filming of Luck. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll call him Dusty. 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 That's a perfect Dusty. name. Dusty. Excellent. What about Mine's you? Uh, Buttercup. Buttercup and Dusty. Buttercup. Buttercup, Dusty, Reginald, and Lexington. <laughs> Daddy, Daddy 1 and Daddy 2. Uh, but no, I rolled the fortune save for Ingrid Numlo's horses, and they're both down decks. It took them three rounds to cure, so the horses are almost completely useless. So they're walking. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're walking their horses, or just dragging them by, uh, by a <laughs> Yeah, they're dragging their Come on, horses. girl! <laughs> I've got him on a sledge. <laughs> Dragging him through the woods. That's uh, such a great We'll, we'll catch up with you. <laughs> Baron just walks up and shoots both of them in the head. <laughs> they shoot horses, they don't they? Sh- they shoot horses, don't they? <laughs> it never gets easier. <laughs> All right, so Nestor takes the lead. 
followed by uh, Baron Willamette Della Ingrid Numlo walking their horses. You guys continue on, and uh, Nestor is very careful to, uh, to make sure there are no other traps. Sure enough, you don't see any others. Um, and then the aspen wood begins to thin and forms a small clearing that you can see through the trees with a large granite obelisk in the distance. It looks to be covered with runes. Baron would notice, even from 60, 70 feet away. Are they legible to me? Not from where you are. You don't have to be up close. Um, We gotta get closer. There are two pillars flanking a small, dark archway leading inside the obelisk. Above the pillars, uh, the symbol of a clenched fist is carved into the stone. That's Torag, right? It is indeed. Uh, A strange structure resembling a tent of shimmering gray webs woven through logs and whatnot surrounds the obelisk. It looks very deliberate. Webs, logs, like a canopy covering this obelisk. Archway leading inside. Let me bring out the map. We haven't had a map (laughs) in four weeks. (laughs) It's been a while. (laughs) Okay, so that's what you see. The opening to this um, obelisk appears to be, you know, 30 feet away, 35 feet away. Uh, At this point, there's trees surrounding the obelisk, and then this strange web-like structure above it. Symbol of a clenched fist and dwarven runes that Baron is salivating to try and look at. Uh, Willamette is going to say a, a prayer under his breath and just detect evil on the facade or on the runes in particular to see if there's any evil etchings in there. Though he doesn't expect to find any. He wants to see if it's a, a trap of some kind. Detect evil, you do detect the presence of evil. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's me. Sorry. <laughs> I was picturing it like the aliens, the motion detector. Yeah. It's like, maybe, maybe it's like, oh, they're inside the room, man. <laughs> so, how can that be? <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Willem is going to say, friends, I believe we have some evil presence lingering here. Baron says, but by Torag's grace, we will persevere. And he pulls from the back of his beard a braid that he usually keeps back. And it has a ring in it, which is um, something devotees of Torag keep within their uh, accoutrements in order to be identified as a follower. And you wrap it, you clasp just, it around I, your beard? I just pull it out. Normally it's in the rear, because I want to be as unassuming as possible. Right. I don't want my bling out. <laughs> and uh, you said the symbol like is a symbol of Torag? Uh, yeah, it's pretty obviously a symbol of Torag. Baron would be like Torag. Could hmm. I roll perception on the webbing? Sure. Isn't Torag a hammer? I would do the same, too. Torag is a hammer. I don't see shit. 23. The Uh 23 perception. Um, it uh, The webs are connected into the boughs of the trees um, without being directly underneath them. It, it just looks like, like a, an artificial tent was built covering this uh, obelisk. And the obelisk is 100 feet tall. Do the do the webbing does the webbing reach all the way to the top of the obelisk or it's just uh, mid, around its midsection? It starts around the midsection and then slowly wraps up. Okay. Uh, can I detect magic on the obelisk? Or are we too far away? Uh, you're probably a little too far away, but you don't detect any magic in the vicinity. Okay, and you said there seems to be a hallway or going into there it. There is an archway leading into the obelisk. Um. Okay, so Willamette will turn and say. Should we call them out here for a talk, or are we going in stealthy? Well, I don't think they're friendly, being as they set up that uh, nasty little trap back there. But uh, if we can get them out here and they open, I think that'd be better for us. What do you say, Sheriff? Do we draw them out, or do we go in? I don't like sneaking up on people, but I do like uh, executing a well-made trap, (laughs) much as we just fell into. So if we can figure out a way to jury rig this outside to pincer attack them or something along those lines. I'm, I'm all for that. But I'm also happy to sneak up in there. Whatever whatever the party would like. I'm inclined to draw them out. Del nods her approval. 
All right, and Willamette is going to ride <laughs> Lexington up to within about 15 or 20 feet of the front of the door. And, and see, I, I've got my old jolter out, and I'm ready. I'm ready in action. If I see anything, I'm going to shoot it. Okay. Right. Ready so, to action by Nestor yeah. with his bow. So uh, Willamette just kind of turns Lexington slightly to the side and kind of looking into the door. He just, you know, basically calls out, uh, Ho there! We have sprung your trap and survived it. And we are now outside, quite, <laughs> quite obviously. Uh, show yourselves. Della looks and there over will Baron. Be. <laughs> <laughs> now you see why he got transferred? <laughs> show yourselves and there will be no need for force. Right now. Roll a perception check. Perception. Six. You're nothing. Nothing. Have we dismounted or are we still mounted, by the way? What I'm dismounted. I'm dismounted. All right, I'll be dismounted. Too. I, Pablo and Ingrid are obviously dismounted. <laughs> 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 they finally caught up with you with their I, I, I look at um, Nestor. I give him an eye and I say, come on. And we just walk up on either side. And I, I'm, I'm asking Nestor to help me look for traps on the way up to the entrance. So you guys Because I, I want to look at them runes. If nothing's happening after that. Dilla will Do back you follow up. Nestor? Uh, yeah, a little bit behind. A little bit behind. Yeah. This is your final warning. A little more cautious. Show yourselves, or we are entering Della. uninvited. Della will approach as well. Della approaches. She'll try to get near uh, Wilmot. Uh, perception uh, 17 overall, 20 against traps. Okay, uh, you don't see any traps. But you do hear a rustling in the bushes to your left. Mm. I immediately train my bow on those bushes. Say, we've got friends here. I draw my uh, longsword and turn Lexington toward the bushes. Turns those bushes. Okay. Um, Baron, what are you doing? I, if, if I'm alerted of these uh, bushes, I, I point my pistol at it. Okay, and Umlo and Ingrahild, uh, in awe of the sight of what could very well be their ancestor's tomb, are like slowly approaching, and they also go towards those bushes, slightly behind you guys. And all of a sudden, a creature that looks like this. Oh, it's an Ettercap! Comes running out at you. What is an adder cap? From they're the like uh, spider creatures. Spider people. Yeah. Oh, they're, thus they're, the webs. They're humanoid spider things. Right. Thus From the webs. Behind uh, Baron, of course. Another one comes out, oh. and then two spiders fall out of the webs. Oh, oh shit! No. Roll for an issue. Oh, oh, this is right. ugly. This is ugly. <laughs> roll, Ricker, roll. Yeah, let me get the song out again. Natural 20. Woo! <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Ooh, combat! Instantly <laughs> surrounded. Hungry for combat. Uh, okay. Who's got over 20? 27. Della's got a 27. 29. Ugh. 29 <laughs> for Nestor. And I also had a ready action. you have a ready action, you do. Yeah. Uh, anybody else in the 20s? Okay. Uh, Baron. 18. 18 for Baron. And Willamette? Uh, 15. 15. Yeah. Surprise round. Whew. Nestor. Etercap 1. All right. Uh, I fire old Jolter at the first Etercap. Flat-footed AC. Ooh, um, that is a 33 to hit. Yeah, that's going to hit Nestor's first attack in this game. So that's with sneak attack damage um, and the the electricity damage from my bow. That's 22 damage. (laughs) (laughs) What? What? (laughs) What is it? Old Jota. <laughs> the old Jota, as my dad used to call it. Well, no, he didn't. He wasn't around when I got it, but he would have called it that. <laughs> so I call it that. Uh, round one, Nestor again. All right. Um, so I am going to, as a swift action, 
study the target. <laughs> so I'm going to take a take a brief second. It's like Terminator. Just like look at this. Oh yeah, he's got a little bit of a gap in his natural armor right under the arm. I'll aim for that. And I'm going to do a deadly aim also. Um, so that's. Uh, uh, 23. Hit. Yes. And that'll be 26 damage. So you guys come up. Willamette can't really get a sense of what's happening. Nestor comes up. Here's a little rustle in the bushes. Trains his bow on it. This thing comes out. Thump, thump, kills the other calf. Yeah. Wow. That's Nestor. why you bring along a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> and with my second attack. <laughs> oh, uh, my gosh. I'm going to train uh, my bow on the uh, spider uh, next to me. Right. Clear uh, shot on the spider. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to do that. Um, 20. 20 hits. And... 25 damage. And you kill that spider. Yes! Oh my god. Good uh, good round there for Nestor. Uh, Della, you're up. Uh, What would be the appropriate knowledge check on the Endercap? On the Endercap? I think that's knowledge local. Yeah, I believe it's a humanoid. I'm going to do knowledge local on the the Endercap. Ten. You know nothing! (laughs) Nothing! Della, uh, her lights her scimitar on fire. Okay, and begins to do a little shadow dance. Ooh! Ooh. And inspire some courage. Oh, nice! Swift lights scimitar on fire. Dances to inspire courage. And then she'll move up uh, to. Does she have enough movement to flank? Yep. There we go with Baron. Uh, Okay. Baron (laughs) with a spider right in his face, the size of Baron. Presumably, Baron could see over uh, Lexington, even on his mount, to see what uh, Nestor just did, right? To see what Nestor just just did? Yeah, I mean, you got a clear shot. You saw electricity bolts. Hot damn, nice shooting, Nestor. (laughs) (laughs) He's a man who appreciates a good ranged attack. And Nestor's just just laughing. Did you see that? (laughs) Got right in the neck, I did. (laughs) (laughs) He takes a five foot step back. And with his first attack, we'll target the spider. Okay, five foot step back. Targets the spider. And I'm going to rapid shot, so I'm going to get three shots out of this, and hopefully I can do some damage to both. Inspire Courage. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, New house rules, so keep that in mind. Oh, that's right. If you miss... (laughs) Oh, roll a d100. Right. <laughs> oh, so then I'll target. I'll target the uh, Edder Cap first. Boo! <laughs> Boo! I, all right, I'll target the spider. Yeah, <laughs> yeah kill Della. Oh, uh, that's a 19, 29 to hit. Nice. That's a hit. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, twelve points of damage with the Inspire Courage. It's it's on. Uh-huh. It's activated. Thanks, Hero Lab. Uh, 12 points of damage. Next attack. I'm going to activate my... going to activate up close and deadly. Hopefully, he'll be close to dead. Okay. The spider. Uh, 20... Or, 19. 19 hits. There you go. 15 plus... 18 total damage. You just earned yourself a grip point back. Because yeah. it's dead, too. Nice. nice! Boom! This party is ready! Woo! <laughs> All right, Ettercap. It's time to make your day. He had a ton of hit points. I saw I saw what uh, Nestor did, and I don't think I can kill him in one bullet. Swoop, swoop. Uh, that is a 16 against Touch AC. 16 against Touch AC. Hits. That is 15 points of damage. 15 points of damage. You were correct. He did not die. But good volley, and all of you rolled higher than my monsters. Awesome. <laughs> Willamette, you're up. Awesome. Willamette! Uh, Ooh, this okay. is exciting. So he, uh, yeah, <laughs> Willamette is like snapping his head around like uh, the enemies are just dropping left and right around him. Boom, boom, boom. He, he turns charge. Right. He, he turns, he sees one left, uh, orients Lexington to face it, holds his long sword up in the air and is like, for the light and the sword! And charges at this, uh, 
Edder Cap. Joe, you have a great opportunity here. This is a new character. Yeah. Start a new trend with your rolling. Uh, right I know, now, I know, right? Let's start it right now. I, could, I feel it, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Charges in. 25 to hit. There it is. Yeah. the Edder Cap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you like charge past him or charge right up? I charge right past him. So I, it's, a, it's called ride by attack. So I awesome. slice and I continue moving. Max damage. I wrote 18 points of damage. And you kill the final enemy. (laughs) (laughs) Get ready for that. 25. (laughs) So you guys, the first header cap comes out. Second header cap comes out. Two spiders jump out of the webbing. Nestor's just like, boom, boom, kills the first Edercap. Boom, kills the spider. Bear, boom, boom, kills the other spider. Boom, weakens the Edercap. Willamette comes in. Meanwhile, Della just dancing all along. And then all of a sudden, a giant Black Widow spider. Oh. Boom, comes out. And we'll see you next week. Oh, my God. We thought that was easy. You just gave him a little taste, Troy. Just a little taste. Just a little bit of taste. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big oh.